Hello, beautiful people. Thank you so much, as always, for clicking on this podcast and this particular episode of Joe Blogs About Films. In this episode, I'm going to be diving and talking about Barbarian, written and directed by Zach Kreger, which dropped last year. Can't remember exactly when it was last year, but I want to say it was towards the end of 2022. And like I said on my podcast of the favourite films of 2022, I'd not seen every film that came out last year. There's plenty that I'd missed, things that would eventually crop up and I'd, I would eventually get a chance to uh, to sit down and watch it. And I know there's always going to be one film where you watch and you go, ah... I should have had that in the list. So maybe that kind of gives something straight away about how much I really, really did enjoy this film. I also blame myself as well for not watching this because I've I kind of just as I've stated before, not shied away from too much horror th- or whatever, but there's just certain things that kind of tickle me fancy on trailers or whatever, from, from the view of the trailer, that is, and some things that maybe I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to bother watching that. Or at least if I do, I'm going to watch it in daylight. And Barbarian wasn't any of neither of those because I knew nothing about the film in itself. Like I didn't see, I've not seen any trailers for it. In fact, I've still not watched it, watched the trailer, even doing this review because, again, word of mouth. I feel like the more that people saw this film, the more it got spoken about, and eventually it has finally made its way to me. Although I had seen it dropped, obviously plenty of reviews coming out, but uh, it was never really on the top of the priority list, which is a damn shame because it very much should have been. Uh, and thank you again to my close friends, obviously, for sending this one across and saying, you need to watch this, I want to hear your thoughts on it, because they enjoyed it. And obviously, as you can tell straight away from this opening of the podcast, I enjoyed it as well. Now, it's tricky, because the film's been out for a few months now, so I probably will end up going over light spoilers and maybe dive into a little bit more spoiler territory as the podcast goes on. I want to try and keep it as vague as possible to start with, because that's how I went in this film, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know anything about it whatsoever. And apparently, according to what I've read online, that the trailers didn't really give much away either. So maybe watch the trailer as well, if you've never seen it, and you're just checking my podcast out, but maybe I'd like to think that you've already watched it, and you just want to hear my thoughts are. That's a lot of waffling. I am going to talk about the film, basically. So, Barbarian, here we go. Before we do dive into it, obviously the podcast is available on rss.com and everywhere else in terms of podcast streaming, so jump onto Apple, Spotify, Google, all that jazz. You can find this podcast, give us a like and a follow on there and leave us a review because that would be absolutely lovely. Uh, five stars, preferably, but whatever, you know, it's your choice. Um, <laughs> you can also jump onto the social, sorry, and uh, search on Facebook, Joe Blogs About Films, on Instagram, Joe Blogs About Films, like and follow on there to see what's happening as and when. And plus, I share a lot of steelbooks. Uh, I have a lot of steelbooks. I like to share pictures of them. So there you go. Right then, let's get into this film because Barbarian, easily, like I say, one of the better horror films I've seen, horror thriller, we'll say, in so many years. Like, it's so unique in itself. Like, it just constantly changes throughout the film. I'm going to give you the synopsis, which again is very vague. So, visiting Detroit for a job interview, documentary researcher Tess arrives at her Airbnb only to find it double booked by a mysterious tenant, Keith who generously lets her in, this awkward scenario soon escalates with shocking surprises. That is like a small chunk of this film because, like I stated, it is so, so good. Like, it really is one of the better films I've seen in such a long time. It changes throughout. There's like three acts, I would say. The film, it's almost like you could... I was watching it, and when I got to like the second act, I was like, bloody hell, that first like half of the or first half an hour, whatever the intro of this film could have just been seen as one long intro to the story that's going to unfold as soon as obviously Justin Long's character comes into it. Cause this is the thing as well. The, the, the main two in this, you would say to start with anyways, is Georgina Campbell and Bill Skarsgård, but Justin Long's character comes in and each one brings something else to the table. And what I loved about this film as well, as particularly with the start of this film is that it's one of those classic situations of something just doesn't seem right. Like obviously Tess has booked for an Airbnb. She gets there and Georgina Campbell as well, 
really, really good. Like she does stand out in this film as a solid, solid performer amongst a great cast in its own in their own right. Obviously, with Bill Skarsgård and just along along the way, and with everything else that goes in, it's like it's good to have such a great lead character for us audience members to be rooting for as well. Because obviously, Georgina Campbell's test just turns up to this Airbnb. It's a rainy, cold, miserable night. This this area that she's in in Detroit is completely. It's like you don't really see much of how bad the actual area is to start with. It's only when you see it in daylight when you're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, yeah, don't stay here. Like, this is obviously something's not right. And that's the thing. Soon, no sooner does she get there realizing that she can't get in, that the, obviously the door's locked, that the key that she was meant to use is obviously, it's not there. She's ringing the Airbnb. And then Bill Skarsgård opens the door and is like, who are you? What are you doing here? Kind of thing. What do you want? There's, there's something straight away where you're like, I'm already getting red flags. As much as I think Bill Skarsgård is a wonderfully looking human being and very attractive, I still wouldn't be like in a rush to get in there. But this is it as well. Tessa's character, she's wise, you know what I mean? She's not your classic cliche. Like She obviously like assesses every possible situation and outcome. And even Bill Skarsgård himself, obviously, but again, this plays up to it a little bit when you're like, should I be trusting this guy or not? When he's like, I know what it looks like, obviously. You, you know, you don't want to come in because obviously there's a strange man in here and this and that. Like, I, I've not, you know, I didn't want to open the bottle of wine that was, was that was here because I don't really think I've done anything to it or even make you a cup of tea without you seeing me make the tea because I don't want you to think that I'm, I'm trying to attack you or anything like that. So there's, there's things in there throughout where there's just this major like intensity between these two characters that we that we spend like I said the first at least thirty minutes or so with just seeing and and having this eeriness unfold of this house that clearly something is not right within that house. I mean the poster itself you see it's striking red. You've got a picture of Georgia Campbell obviously out in the doorframe looking down into the basement or whatever. You're like something clearly is not going to be right with this house. And boy oh boy. There is some madness that goes on in here. So I really did enjoy this like kind of intensity throughout and this like kind of fear of, of not of, of the unknown essentially, like fear of what is going to happen next. And it's something like I said that most horror films recently have just not done. Like the word predictable comes up way too many times with horror films because you're just like, well, they're going to open the door and then someone's going to be there and then they're going to do whatever. This just completely just kind of re reinvents the horror genre wheel in a way like it, like i said the the best way i can say it is say it's just constantly changing throughout like you just don't know where it's going to go next or what's going to happen the, the film fleets from here to there with cert certain aspects of the storytelling but that's the thing the structure of this film for me as well is an added bonus and, and, and an extra boost as to why it's so good as to probably why it is as intense as it is because you've got characters that come to this house obviously even justin long when he arrives there and such and you're like it's a different feel when he's there because this character is an absolute dick <laughs> like let's be honest and justin long tremendous actor especially in the horror world i remember obviously seeing jeepers creepers as a youngster and like what happens to him in that film still to this day you're like oh my god it's like imprinted in my brain of that that storyline with him in, in jeepers creepers and how the outcome etc but in this one he's such a dick like he is honestly like you just he's without going into too much of the actual side of his story he's trying to sort some stuff out in terms of retail that he owns due to some really really shocking allegations against him and it's like at first you're not sure whether these are actual if these allegations have any weight but then the more you learn about this character the more that justin long is gracing our presence and doing a stellar performance on screen and and kind of spewing out this and that you're like this guy is a genuinely horrible person there's certain aspects of like what he does like the way that he treats other people's stuff or even the way that he speaks to people as well it's just really really like he's just a horrible person but like when when all the mayhem's kicking off even then though it's like you still want people to get out of it all you know what i mean like I, I get well by the end of it you don't want justin long essentially to, to make it free his character aj at all but like it's such a different feel when he arrives to the house and when he starts going 
through the same areas and same basement areas as what Georgina Campbell's Tess and Bill Skarsgård's Keith have obviously been down as well. It's like, yeah, there's there's that added like, oh my God, there's going to be like a jump scare or something's going to come out or something, whatever. But at the same time, because it's happening to his character, you're like, I'm kind of rooting for the monster or whatever it is that's down here. Like, I'm kind of rooting for this 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 thing. Um, you know, what I mean, I just I really did enjoy what they did with all aspects of the character. They, like I said, the storytelling of this was really really excellent. There's a few things in there that they kind of don't over-explain or just kind of leave ambiguous for viewer and, and audience interpretation and such, and in particular, like, who is the barbarian of the bunch, which I have my thoughts and theories on that in particular. So there's a, there's a character that does pop in it out of the three that we've seen, and he, again, is just... There's just something off about him, and then we learn it again as the film goes on a little bit more, say, as AJ, Justin Long's AJ, discovers something quite horrific about this particular character, but... It's just, I just felt like the storytelling did such a good job with it. Like, they led breadcrumbs throughout all the way through. And I just can't get over, like I said, that intensity at the start of the film where you sit there and you're like, who do I trust here? Like, who is Bill Skarsgård a bad guy? Like, is it, or, or is it going to turn? Is, is Georgina Campbell going to be? They're just, it's just literally just everything's like kind of it all all the way through it's like like if you've seen the office you might be familiar with the scene obviously where michael scott dwight and andy are all stood like pointing finger guns at each other it was literally like this just like who who here is actually the the, the worst or what, what's going to cause this film to really like crank up the horror to 11 or whatever because that's the other thing as well with this film it's not a case of like violence 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 like there is violence in, in there i would say not a lot but there is certain like you know graphic images we should say that do occur, but it's it is like the other side of the imagery that's non-violent imagery that I was like, there's just some of the things in there that you just see and you just can't get out of your mind. What just with with you just need five minutes basically afterwards. I've I sent my friend a message afterwards being like, what was this film like? This is just absolute just chaos at times. Um, but it was really really great. Like I thought that the whole like I said the set piece, the house itself, the basement of the house, what happens on there, it all looked really great. It felt really dingy, felt like I said kind of claustrophobic and dirty at the same time. And I really liked what they did with some of the tracking shots as well in this film. All like the lingering shots with you know when the like if we first find the door into the basement or whatever and the camera just kind of lingers on this open door where there's just blackness in there and you just again like waiting for something to happen from that but it might obviously something might happen something might not happen that's the beauty of these kind of lingering shots where again it's amping up that intensity that kind of fear and and you just waiting at the edge of your seat to be scared i loved loved all of that i like this like kind of like fisheye approach as well where they just to make it feel a little bit more alien and also there was a really really cool shot with justin longwood it looked like a pov shot of like as you'd see first player mode basically if you were on a game and he's like holding a torch and a knife and the shot itself i was like that is incredible like it took me straight back to playing those kind of games as a kid and i just thought it looked superb like really really excellent so I haven't seen, I think this is the first film, obviously I will have seen, by director Zach Kreger, but I'm looking forward to seeing what he does next with anything kind of horror because it was really good, this. Like, it was really, really good. Um, I, I, I did say at the start I might dive into spoiler territory, but I, I, I've managed to kind of talk about a lot of the things that I wanted to without going into necessary major spoilers anyways. There might have been light spoilers in there, but... I hopefully, if you've not seen the film and you've listened to the entirety of this podcast, that I've not really given too much away for you to go in and enjoy this because, as I say, I went in completely blind. I didn't see the trailer or anything like that. I didn't even look at any. I didn't know. I, I honestly didn't even know what the synopsis was whatsoever. Um, so I'm pretty, pretty impressed with this one. It was really nice and refreshing. I thought that all the performances were just stellar. And like I said, 
the, the 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 script is bang on. It's the structure of it, I think, that makes this work so well. It was just it was just really really good. It's a solid eight out of ten film. Solid eight out of ten film, and it's a real shame that I watched it in twenty twenty three and not in twenty twenty two because this would have been probably at least an honourable mention, if not in that top ten list, because it was very very good. So with that. I'm going to stop waffling and hopefully say if you've not seen the film, you'll still be able to go off and enjoy the, the film. Please do check it out. If you've seen it, of course, get in touch with me and let me know your thoughts on this because this was a huge surprise to me. And um, I, I've, yeah, really did dig it. I, I might start dabbling more into horror. <laughs> it's not that I don't. I mean, if you check my last podcast out, I've just revisited Saw 2, which is available now, obviously. There are certain horrors that I've seen and checked out and really enjoy, especially like thrillers or whatever. So, but this one, I don't know. Maybe it was the title Barbarian that really put me off it more than anything. Like, oh, no. No, thank you. But anyways, I'm glad I checked it out. I hope people check it out as well. And uh, yeah, let me know your thoughts if you have. Thank you as always for listening. Until the next episode, take care.